It's the Locked On NFL Draft, and we're talking mock drafts. We're talking matchups, big prospects for this weekend. Keep it locked right here. Let's go. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On NFL Draft. I am your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And on today's episode, man, as you can see, I'm flying solo. My guy Ryan Tracy, he's still out in the Bahamas having a fun time vacationing with the family. So I'm going to hold it down for y'all, all right? And we're going to get into a mock draft first. I know it's early. We'll call this the way too early mock draft, all right? But gives a chance to see where I'm at now and really how this kind of progresses until draft season comes along. So let's get this thing started, man. Let's get this thing started. And at number one, pick overall. Now, I'm only doing the top 10 here. Only doing the top 10, but I have the Houston Texans taking Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. Now, I, I know we got this whole Deshaun Watson, Watson situation playing now. We, we don't even know what's going on there. He's, he's inactive. Will he be traded? Not sure. They actually just drafted Davis Mills in the third round. That has been very up and down. And it's weird because teams, they – they draft these quarterbacks in the third round and the expectations are lower and they don't have as much opportunity. So if they just come in and they're lighting it up right away, then they're solid and they'll have a legit chance. But if they come out and they're Rocky, just like the other rookies are Rocky, right? And that's what we've seen from Davis Mills. I think he's had some a, a couple rough starts. I'd say the same thing for all the other rookie quarterbacks. But when you're a third round pick, you just don't get as many opportunities. So we're going to move him out of there right now. We're going to draft Malik Willis. You know, this kid isn't like huge in stature, but he's a guy that definitely possesses all the intangibles. It's funny because watching him, I see a guy like Tyrod Taylor. And I'm like, man, you look at the Houston Texans right now, who would they preferably have starting, you know, if not for injury? Tyrod Taylor. I think uh, when you look at Malik Willis, you know, his arm, the throws that he's able to make. I watch a lot of college football right now, and I'm not seeing a lot of big NFL throws. All right, we're not we're not seeing those things, those drive throws down the field. Uh, a lot of things are just kind of really spread out. Not a lot of motion, just schemed up wide open throws. Guys are throwing into windows. I think with Malik Willis, I've had I've been able to kind of look past that and see some big time drive throws in between, you know, hole shots. He has a really good arm, one of the better arms in this class. His athleticism is off the charts. And I look at him and, and where the Houston Texans may be going in the future. We'll see if they continue to keep their current head coach or if they move off of him for someone else. I thought overall he was kind of a placeholder. We'll see what happens there. But I do look at this team and think they need more than a quarterback. But I also believe that this is a guy who can kind of change the dynamics of this uh, team. It, is he, you know, your ideal number one overall pick? I don't know. But when it comes to what he is mentally, how he sees the field, how he's processing, the ability he's able to have, and the athleticism that is definitely utilized in today's game, I think he's your best 
chance to have some success there for the Houston Texans and be a good pick. So I think the obvious thing there would have probably been to go with Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's our number two overall pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, this is a team that just took Josh Allen in the top 10, and he has played very well, especially when healthy leave his rookie year, uh, started off with what, 10, 10 and a half sacks. I think he would have more sacks than maybe anybody that was a rookie at that time, including a Nick Bosa, uh, Brian Burns. That was a studded, star-studded uh, draft class. Max Crosby's done extremely well. He was a later pick in that, uh, in that uh, draft. But looking at Thibodeau, man, like, you know, when you talk about just everything that you want in a book in, like just this, the power, the athleticism, the ability, the playmaker, like just somebody that's able to kind of change the dynamics of that defense and really doesn't have to do it all because you have Josh Allen on the other side. I thought that was a really good opportunity for a team like the Jaguars just to start to add talent to that defense and get some playmakers there and get some playmakers there. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, they've already started to rebuild. You know, they have a guy like Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's your franchise guy. He's going to be the guy for years to come. I'm pretty sure they want to load talent around him. But I don't think there's that surefire, you know, receiver, tight end, or anything like that that you take top 10. I'm actually moving off of those guys at top 10, and we'll probably get into that later as the draft progresses. But I really like what Thibodeau can do on the defensive side of the ball for Jaguars. Continue to kind of build around a guy like that and Josh Allen. Still got Miles Jack. I think they'll be in a really good place to be able to take a talented edge rusher like this. Perfect opportunity. With the number three overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Kyle Hamilton safety out of Notre Dame. All right. Watching him, I mean, he is one of the more impressive safeties that I've seen for two reasons. One, I mean, the athleticism and everything, like, that's off the chart uh, when you just watch him and the range that he's able to, you know, the ground he's able to cover, play sideline to sideline, and not just sideline to sideline in the sense of, well, you know, I'm a single high lined up in the middle of the field, and, you know, I can chase down a potential hole shot or whatever. But just his instincts and his range to be uh, this amazing play he made, he was a too high safety on the far hash and made an interception on the opposite sideline just because of his instincts, his athleticism, and the range that he shows. We're talking about somebody who's six foot four, 220 pounds, and doesn't just show range in the passing game. He also shows range in the run game as well. He's somebody who, I mean, I just watched him be at a two high on fourth and two. Again, showed those inst- inst- that instinctiveness that he possesses, came down, made a play behind the line of scrimmage for a tackle for loss to get the Notre Dame defense off the field. He's kind of a man, one-man show back there in the secondary, but he's making plays all over the field. So there's a lot to like about Kyle Hamilton. I like where he's headed. I like his ability. I like the range. I like the size. When you're looking at the safety, I think it doesn't get much better than this as far as potential, upside, and playmaking ability. So that's the number three overall pick. I believe he's going to help the Detroit Lions, especially a team that just drafted Jeffrey Okuda, lost him for the year. He's kind of being hampered with injuries. Hopefully a guy like Kyle Hamilton can cover up some of the issues that the Lions have had in the secondary. All right, here we go with the number four overall pick. We have the New York Jets selecting Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. 
All right, this is a guy who, when it comes to being technically refined as a cornerback, it's almost as good as it gets, especially early on. I mean, I've seen flashes of this since he's a freshman. He's a guy that people have pegged to be the number one CB overall. Now, again, I don't know if he'll end up there for me. We'll see. We'll continue to watch this guy and see how this draft process uh, plays out. But when you look at just the intangibles, the ability, the technique right now, uh, you know, how patient he is at the line of scrimmage, able to stay square, step or place, different techniques that he uses at LSU, being able to get in phase with guys and run with guys down the field. I think he does a tremendous job there, really challenging guys. There's not too many times where I've seen him just get beat. Now, did have a tough time with uh, Devontae Smith out of Alabama, as did a lot of other defensive backs, a lot of other cornerbacks. So I won't hold that against him as much. But just when you're talking about a cornerback that you want to come in and kind of change the dynamics of the defense, and the Jets have had some good ones. Talking about a team that had Darrell Revis, they had Antonio Camardi. And I think they want to try to get back to that. They whiffed a little bit in 2013 with D. Milliner. That didn't work out well for them drafting a guy like him top 10 i think stingley with his ability his fluidness change of direction hips feet all that good stuff i think he'll play out and do well for the new york jets so i like the pick there i like the intangibles i like where they could be heading with that kind of building around him and that defense so that brings us to the number five pick and we have the new york giants taking aiden hutchinson out of michigan edge rusher now, this is a big guy, big, long, smooth athlete who can line up all over. You know, he can line up on the outside, three tech. He's lined up, done some zero stuff. All right, ideally want to play him out there on the edge. I think the thing that has worked well for him so far is really good motor, high motor type guy. He's going to give you all that, you know, the hustle plays and everything. I think he can become a little bit more uh, refined as a pass rusher with a lot of his pass rush moves. Um, he has good quickness, good suddenness. I think those are things that are going to help him uh, moving forward. Hasn't had the big sack numbers. I'm curious to see if this is going to be a big uh, breakout year for him. But when you look at the New York Giants and where they're at, the secondary has played well. They have some guys there. I don't think anybody that you would take at this spot for them. Um, really like what James Bradbury is doing on the back end there. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I kind of contemplated maybe – them taking the quarterback here, moved off of that. Let's go get a defensive guy that can really get after opposing cornerbacks in the NFC East, especially with Dak Prescott playing as well as he is. And you look at the way some of these other defenses are built in the NFC East, especially the Washington football team with, you know, Josh Sweat and Chase Young and what they're doing. I think the Giants take this opportunity to get a guy for themselves who can get after opposing quarterbacks. So that's going to do it for the top five. We're going to get to the top 10 when we get back after these quick messages from our sponsors. All right, guys, we are back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. All right, I've been excited about this. I'm sure you guys are. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro football and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your football action and needs. Head over to the website you on your mobile device, sign up today, and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON, all right? And you'll receive some points. Hey, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. All right, so 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So right now, BetOnline, where the games start. Let's go. All right, keep it things rolling here. All right, we're still continuing this top 10 mock draft. We're at number six, and we have the Atlanta Falcons, and they are taking the future quarterback of this team, Matt Carell out of Ole Miss. All right, well, Matt Carell, what is Atlanta getting? One, they're getting the future quarterback of the position. And he possesses a few things that I think, again, will be coveted in today's NFL, all right? He has the ability to make all the throws. Is his arm overly big? No, but I definitely think it's big enough. I think he's a quick decision maker. I think he does really good there. When the, when the reads are quickly defined for him, he's able to snap off the ball and make all those throws. I think his mobility is going to help him in today's game. He's able to move around a lot. He's not somebody that's going to be a robot in the pocket. He could do different things there. He has short area quicks that I think you would like for a guy to be able to kind of evade blockers and things like that. You got a couple of receivers on this team, you know, with Riley Ridley and obviously Kyle Pitts uh, tied in who you want to build around those guys moving forward and really maximize what those guys are and the potential of them. And I think getting a guy that is able to get the ball to them quick, early, and often at Matt Carell, that's going to help the Atlanta Falcons and those guys moving forward. Matt Ryan has had an amazing career, but I think it comes to an end now. And uh, Matt Carell, new quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. So at pick seven, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking cornerback Andrew Booth out of Clemson. All right, we're talking about somebody that has the size, six feet, 200 pounds. He has the athleticism. He has the ball skills, terrific ball skills. I think it's changing direction. His feet, hips, all those things align. I think they match up well for someone of his caliber. You know, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what they have right now in the secondary, a team that uh, is really heavily dependent on Darius Slay to kind of carry the load there. Got Maddox or whatever in the slot. I think he's, you know, solid, but they need that other guy on the outside. And when you look at Booth and what he kind of brings to the table and how he can play and come in, step in right, right away and play well, this is a team that has been trying to figure out that cornerback position for years now. Slay has kind of put a Band-Aid over things, but I think bringing in a guy like Booth from Clemson, I think that can help kind of solidify that cornerback spot for the long term and then kind of build the secondary around him. So we're going to go with Booth out of Clemson for your Philadelphia Eagles. So with the eighth overall pick, we got the Giants up again. And I passed up on the quarterback to begin with. I'm not passing up on the quarterback this time. We're taking Sam Howell out of UNC. All right, Sam Howell, love his ability. We're talking about a guy who really reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's just the stature, how he's built, but a lot of his play style really resembles Baker Mayfield. I think he moves a little bit better. And I do think that his season, which has not been great, and started off kind of rocky against Virginia Tech. I think he's picked it up since then. But you look at him, and I think a lot of people kind of hold a lot of what's going on against him. But I would say this, man, you know, going from 2020, having a guy like Domi Brown, having a receiver like Daz Newsom, having one of the better running back tandems in college football, the offense was clicking on all cylinders. I think that offense is extremely simplistic. And sometimes if you don't have the right guys in there, it can kind of be a little stagnant. And that's what we've seen, a little up and down play. But Sam Howell has the ability, again, baby Bayfield. And I got the Giants kind of moving off of Daniel Jones, man. Danny Dimes, uh, it's just not his time, man. He's got to go. So New York Giants taking Sam Howell. Go get you a quarterback. Danny Dimes, just not the guy, man. 
you can go. At number nine, Ben Roethlisberger. His time with Pittsburgh Steelers is coming to an end, and they have been throwing mid-round picks uh, at the quarterback position, Dobbs, uh, uh, Rudolph. It hasn't worked. They even went and got a guy, uh, their quarterback from Ohio State a couple years ago, not working. So what do they do? Ninth overall pick, they take Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma. I think this is a guy who some people have pegged to be like the number one overall pick. I do think that, uh, you know, he's he's an interesting prospect because just from an ability standpoint, it's all there. The throws that he's able to make, um, he has a good arm, maybe not great, has some pop on his throws, um, moves well. Again, not great, I think, for what you think he is in theory from a movement skill standpoint, probably not quite there. But you look at, you know, the throws and the ability that he's able to make, and if they can just get him to settle down a little bit, because I think that the biggest knock that's going to be on him is probably his decision-making definitely has to improve on that, all right? But the, this is the, probably the best opportunity that the Steelers are going to have because they do not have many down years. And in a down year when, you know, your biggest issue is probably the quarterback play and the inability to really consistently push the ball down the field and make those throws because Ben Roethlisberger is aging and now he's hurt again and he's can, continue to kind of be banged up. Go get you a Spencer Rattler. This is a guy who, if he has opportunity to sit, I think that'd help, but maybe even playing uh, right away will help his decision-making. I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at number 10, kind of round out this first round, we got the Eagles up again, and they are taking Kyam Elam, cornerback, out of Florida. This is a guy, again, 6'2", 192, and he moves extremely well. I think he's a fluid mover. Uh, Florida has had a good amount of these fluid movers out there on the outside as of late. C.J. Henderson a couple uh, last year, uh, two years ago now, and now Elam, uh, he's a guy who runs well. He has the ball skills. Terrific guy. When you talk about technique, he's one of the more uh, patient press guys at the line of scrimmage, um, especially in this class. The technique is typically on point. He's able to flip his hips, turn, put his foot in the ground, break down on passes. I think he does a terrific job challenging receivers at the catch point. Uh, as far as tackling, he's not afraid to get in there. He's more, he's definitely a willing tackler. So. And that's going to round out the top 10 for me. We're going to get to more mocks down the line, but I'll wait for my guy Ryan Tracy to get back for that. But until then, stay tuned. Got another break coming, and then we'll finish out with some prospects to watch in this weekend's slice of games. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors, and there's something for everyone? Or if you don't already know, Built Bar has flavors you are missing out. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, my favorite, salted caramel. My wife's favorite is salted caramel. My kid's favorite is cookies and cream. All right, they have something for everyone. And you know what? If you're somebody like me that is a little bit more of a, I don't want to say health nut, but I try to watch what I eat, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and only four to five grams of sugar, which is really good for me and one of the main reasons why I definitely stick with Built Bar, all right, only four to five grams of net carbs. Come on now, you're getting all of that good stuff and amazing flavors that taste very good and are for sure healthier. All right, so order today and get the grasshopper cookie, the raspberry, the cookies and cream, the salted caramel, all that good stuff. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that pretty cool? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED. 
and you'll get 15% off your order. All right. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Go do that right now. All right, real quick, let's get into some prospects to watch this weekend. I think the first guy that kind of comes to mind and what I want to see from this guy, because so far I've been impressed, right? The numbers haven't been great, but when you watch Isaiah Spiller running back out of Texas A&M, you see how he's able to move. You see the pass catching ability. You see just really kind of how he's low-key carrying that Texas A&M offense, an offense that where the quarterback position has not been great this season. So he's been having to carry the load of everything. Losing Kellamon was a big blow. The ability is there. I think he runs hard. I think he runs strong. I think he has good contact balance. Uh, there's a lot to really like about Isaiah Spiller, but he's going up against an Alabama this weekend. And we know with Alabama, their defense is going to be strong. They're going to be stout. They're going to be flying around. When you don't have a quarterback that's threatening Alabama, I believe Isaiah Spiller has a terrific opportunity to really stake his claim as maybe RB1. Right. And there are other running backs in this class that people are really high on. But when I watch him and the ability that he has and the challenges that he has, not really playing with a great quarterback, and you're going up against the Alabama defense, I think if he can look good in this game, he might be able to solidify himself as RB1. Another game to kind of really keep an eye on, man. You got Georgia against Auburn. What's going on with JT Daniels? We've had Stetson Bennett. He has played well. JT Daniels is going to come back. If he does come back, how healthy is he? How well does he play? That's definitely something to keep an eye on. But on the other side, you have Bo Nix, a guy who was kind of benched, and I don't know if they were just looking for a spark, but Bo Nix was benched, came back as a starter against LSU, played well, right? We're talking about uh, slightly above 50% as a passer, but he really carried the team from the passing standpoint, uh, running the ball. He had over 300 yards uh, combined between passing and running two touchdowns, did have that one interception, but we're talking about a guy who really had to carry the load and carry them to victory over LSU. Can he do that again against uh, Georgia defense? That is tremendous, and they're playing lights out. And I want to see, is this Georgia defense as good as advertised? They look terrific against Arkansas. Can they really shut down Bo Nix and make life miserable on him? If they can do that, Definitely, uh, Georgia's going to win. I'm pretty sure they're favored big time. But Bo Nix, I'm curious to see, how does he respond? We're talking about a guy, again, one of the top quarterbacks in the nation coming out of high school. And it's just been up and down. It's been so up and down, inconsistent, show high-level flashes, athleticism, the arm strength, everything's there. But just the inconsistent play, we'll see what happens. So the next guy that I definitely will be looking for, we're talking about Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. You know, there's a lot that's been going on around the LSU. Again, just talked about how they lost to uh, Auburn and Bo Nix. But as a cornerback, you control your own destiny. This is a guy that I have pegged going to the New York Jets at number four overall. Can he live up to that draft stop and continue to kind of put together these good games and really show the high-level prospect that he is from an ability standpoint? I think sometimes when you are a cornerback or really just player in general and you're a part of a losing organization a losing team and it's not what you thought it would be especially after that amazing freshman year he had not just him but as a team and then back-to-back kind of losing seasons over there at LSU how do you get yourself up how do you prepare do you start to have a letdown I'm going to continue to watch for things like that Derek Stingley Jr. and see if he can really still kind of keep his foot on the pedal prepare the way he's supposed to learn to really kind of fight through this type of adversity and be the prospect that I believe he is. And the last guy that we will talk about, 
today as a prospect and what I'm going to be looking for. We're going back to the West Coast. We're going back to USC, fight on, Drake London, receiver, big body, 6'5", 210 pounds. He's been putting on the absolute show this season. Maybe the should be talked about more as one of the better receivers in this class. Terrific body control, uh, terrific hands, uh, knows how to play what I like to call above the rim. He does a terrific job doing that. Talking about somebody that has, this is, these are his numbers so far this year. 12 for 137, 4 for 68, pedestrian game, 13 for 170, uh, 10 for 165, and 9 for 130. He's been extremely productive, all while going through some changes at the quarterback position. Slovis hasn't been playing well, was benched for Dart. Dart came in, had a terrific game, but then got hurt. So Slovis comes back in, still goes for 930, and what, one or two touchdowns. He's playing terrific. He has been uh, really on fire, and I look forward to seeing how he does against Utah, which Utah has been known to have some terrific defenses. Can they stop or put the game plan together to really limit what Drake London does? If they can't, especially a guy who's really been the offense for USC, we're talking about big-time prospects. So that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope I have you guys ready for the weekend. Mock draft, wanted to have some fun prospects. We'll see what happens this weekend. But until then, make sure you guys listen to Locked On 49ers with myself, Brian Peacock. Listen to Locked On NFL Chiefs with my guy, Ryan Tracy. All right, we're going to have a lot more coming. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We're out. Peace.